Welcome everybody to a few moments later. We are unshaken. A few moments later. We are unshaken and disturbed. Uh, thank you for putting up with me loving that sound effect. I am Derek Carp, and I am with here with the man behind the soundboard, the beautiful voice. Oh. 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 The DJ who's got it this. all. It's oh, John that's Rasher. it. I'm a DJ now. Hey, yeah. everybody. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. You can't see us on the Zoom, oh. but we're dancing, guys. It's so funny that you put that it's as fun. the soundboard. It's fun. Uh, it's great. Johnny you Boy, how you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I was thinking back to Martinis and Murder because 199 Day would be on the soundboard. I mean, there were so many different things. Me getting hit with that orange peel, which sits next to me as we speak. Of course. You know, That's this like, is a throwback for anybody who listened to our old show. It's not, it's not orange anymore, is it? It's rotted. Mm, and it's you know what? It's really. Let me see if I can just quickly find Sorry, it. Sorry, I opened but, up my ginger ale. Yeah, you're starting early. I'll have to find the actual orange peel. It was still orange as of like a year ago, but it was like, yeah, like a darker orange. But I thought, shouldn't it be brown? Like I know, most I know. things that decompose should be brown. So I don't know where Matt the bartender got that orange peel or that orange in particular, but. In, um, in college. So I went to Lafayette and it just made me think of something in college. I went to Lafayette and our rival school was Lehigh and Lafayette mm -hmm. Lehigh is like one of the oldest sports rivalries. It's not like big 10 schools. I understand that there's bigger rivalries, but this is like sure. historically the oldest rivalry in sports. And anyway, there's always like, you know, certain sayings and slogans or whatever, mm -hmm. but Lehigh's colors are brown. I think they're brown and white. And we used to have shirts that would be like, if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> flush it down. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're going to have brown as your school color, you're just you're asking for up. it. Yeah, you're yeah, I blame for Lehigh for making yeah. us stupid, you know, and yeah, going totally. stooping this low. So, right. Anyway, um, what are you drinking today, Johnny Boy, before we get into this week's case? Well, full disclosure, we're recording a tiny bit earlier this week. We've got a very, you and I both have a very busy week ahead of us. Um, and I'm, we're recording at a different time. I'm about to get dinner with a friend. So I'm just taking it easy because God only know, you know, I don't want to be drinking and driving, especially, you know, that's a big deal. So I'm just taking it easy. I'm going to have, um, water today, but I just Whoa. saw you open your ginger ale and I see it and I, now I want a ginger ale. I haven't had a ginger ale in a while. I know. I actually prefer diet ginger ale, not for any like dietary mm. purposes, just because I don't like the taste overly of like super sweet yeah. things. As you sure. know, like I like sure. diet coke, not regular coke, but I was a little under the weather over the weekend. I think I had some like sort of stomach bugs. So yeah. I kind of need something to settle my stomach. And I ginger didn't think that diet ginger ale was going to do the <laughs> trick because sometimes the sugar actually does kind of help. Sure, so yeah. I'm taking it easy, and um, I, I'm kind of pulling a you today, John. No, no That's key right. lime Lacroix, but uh, mm. it's a full blown ginger ale, my friend. I did buy recently a four can mini fridge just in my room so I could have cold Lacroix. That's four cans? I know. I thought it was going to be bigger, and then it, I got you know like an Amazon or like when you yeah. order on Amazon versus what you get in reality or whatever that little yeah. like meme is like that yeah. really happened to me because I thought I was getting a like decent sized mini fridge. I mean, they must maybe, have, they must yeah. have said though that. It oh, was I'm sure they like, did. No, Darren, oh, I don't just, pay attention okay, this to is, that. I got it. You're blaming I'm Amazon, like, click, but it's click, really click, on you. Got click, it. click, click. See you Wednesday. Like that's how I kind of handle my Amazon purchases. Totally fair. Anyway, totally fair. so I do Sh have cold LaCroix. I may jump up and get that full other disclosure is it is 70 degrees finally in my part of the woods, literally. And I have my windows open and I thought, 
Should I close them for the listeners? Because they're going to hear birds. We love birds. the birds. We but love I was the like, birds. you know what? The birds, if they want to be a part of the show, they should they should have that right. You know yeah, what I mean? I, don't don't hate on the birds, dude. They're the hear? oldest species. You know what I mean? I know. They really are. That's a great point. They used to be dinosaurs. So if you hear birds or trains or my grandfather driving around in a lawnmower at 82 years old, I, it, it's just part of the show at this point, and I'm not apologizing. Sometimes people are showering in the background. We can't help what happens. Let's <laughs> yeah, just, let's just that get is true. in. To this week's case, John. The, the amount of showers that have been edited out of the background of this You're like, show, you can have no you idea. hear the shower in the background? I'm like, oh, I wasn't paying attention, but okay. You guys, let me tell you something. You might think that this podcast is a small business. It ain't. It's anything but. We've got paperwork galore. It's tax season. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. Okay, and I'm constantly needing to mail things. Time is money. Don't waste either with repeated trips to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print off official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process, so you can spend less time at the office and more time making your customers happy. Because who wants to spend more time at the post office if you don't need to be there? So whether it was like the postcards that we sent, uh, many of you Patreon subscribers over the holiday season, or just general paperwork that needs done. A lot of stamps are used to keep shaken and disturbed up and running, believe me. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. I mean, it really couldn't be any easier than this. And you can get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS rates. You can't get a better bargain than that. So stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code SHAKEN for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code SHAKEN. Timothy Jones was born in Illinois and graduated from Mississippi State University. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mississippi State, um, which is different than Ole Miss, where Eli Manning went, uh, your Giants quarterback. Sorry, it's a is that a it's a sports ball? reference. Sorry, I'm continuing on. In 2004, okay, Timothy yeah. married a woman named Amber Kaiser, and the couple had five children together: Mira, Elias, Nathan, Gabriel, and Gabrielle or Gabriel or Gabriel. Again, I think it depends. I think Gabriel, but Gabriel, yeah, uh, yeah, and Elaine. In mm-hmm. 2013, the couple divorced, however, and when Amber reportedly left Timothy, she she left him for a much younger man. Oh, oh. Ow, ow. I, by the way, we're at that point in our lives where like younger people are are factoring in. You know, like is someone yeah. going to leave somebody for a younger woman or a younger man? I mean, by the way, we're going to get to 36 year old Timothy in a second. That's how old I am. You know, so I'm like, because remember the days when like 20, 21 year olds were like. You know, older, no, older, like, or just if in someone our, started in dating age. a twenty-two-year-old right now, like if my yeah. friend got in a relationship, like oh, my girlfriend's twenty-two or my boyfriend's twenty-two, I'd be like, "What do you talk what? about?" <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Wow!" Even I though know. my girlfriend's ten years older than me, oh. so I can't really. You can't, but I, I think don't you know. You, once you're like thirty-ish, I yeah, it's all I, the I, same. 
but a 30 year old and a 20 year old i just Feels there's different. so much there's so much life experience a 20 year old doesn't have yet and i don't mean yeah. that in a in a mean-spirited or like I'm better than thou type of way because I will admit when I was 20 I thought I knew what what was going on in the world and to an extent I did but I look back at the last what is now 16 years since I was 20 years old and I'm like oh god I had I learned <laughs> I've lived so much life in those years you know no uh, yeah. to think yeah and it all happens gradually anyway right, right, 36 right, year right. old basically almost dead Timothy is what we're saying at <laughs> 36 that, that's, sure. what, that's what John and I are trying to elderly He's on, human Timothy. elderly man septuagenarian yeah. Timothy 36 year old <laughs> Timothy worked as an engineer for Intel well Amber didn't have a job a car or a license now mm. while the court had awarded them joint custody of their children Amber felt that it was in her children's best interest to give primary custody to Timothy, which knowing what we know now, not having a job, a car or a license to get them where the children need to go. That seems like the very smart parental move to make maybe. Yeah. And we should also say like, you know, people may be thinking of why didn't she just go out and get those things? But like not everybody has the exact same resources. I mean, a license, a job, all that stuff sounds like very basic fundamentals, but you know, we're not all born into the same lifestyle resources yeah, yeah yeah exactly we don't know our situation and so keep that amber, in mind i think amber later stated quote i had nothing to offer my children i could not provide for them as a mother i mm. made the best decision i could i trusted my husband at the time and he promised to take care of our children that seems like a very wholehearted honest Listen, genuine statement to me as i mean there's this. yes a hundred percent there are so many different reasons and ways that you know, divorces and separations, especially with children, could go. I mean, this sounds like a best-case scenario for the family and all all things considered. Very lucky so far in this story. So Obviously, far. this right. is going to turn. Yep. This is shaken and disturbed, but so nice to have yeah. one parent um, be able to provide. Now, therefore, Tim Timothy took primary custody of 8-year-old Mira, 7-year-old Elias, 6-year-old Nathan, 2-year-old Gabriel, and 1-year-old Elaine. That is a handful i imagine having Am that many kids under the age of eight i mean oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah. amber was later able to find a job she got a license and even graduated with her high school diploma she saw her kids often and rarely missed a visit and on august 28th 2014 timothy picked the children up from their schools and daycare and unfortunately this was the last time anyone saw them alive mm, yeah that's a tough one well, on September 2nd, the school noticed that the children were missing from class. And then the next day, Amber reported her children missing to the authorities. She told officers that she had been unable to get in touch with Timothy and filed a missing persons report on all five children. And while detectives questioned Timothy's neighbors about his possible whereabouts, several of them mentioned hearing Timothy discuss moving to another state with the children. And this is interesting because mm. the neighbors heard this and it's like, how did you overhear something like that? Like, were you like listening You're with your ear up against the wall? Was this outside? I just love yeah, these kind of details. Cause like, however, how did you... I have been told before that I do yeah. maybe have a modular issue. So when I'm talking, someone may <laughs> be able to hear. Um, Wait. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. Of course, no. I'm a quiet as a mouse. Oh yes. All these years later. Yeah. Might say, that I am a loud talker. Some, including, if you don't mind mentioning this, Andy Cohen, who at one time, will you tell the story about you were doing Ask Andy? I mean, like, he he up yeah, to my people, he even came on People TV Reality Check, and, like, I was like, 
hey, Andy. I was like, welcome to reality check. Like, and he was like, oh, you have a modular issue. Like, first thing. And I was like. You're kidding me. That was just when, recently, when, wasn't when it? When he was sweet, he was sweet because he was like, you like me. Like, he was like putting yeah. himself yeah. in our category. And like, yep. to be fair, yes, like he has that. But it's just because we're so excited. But at the same yeah. time, he obviously is better than me in that way. And so when he said it, he was like trying to relate. What was sure. the Ask Andy one? What did he do on Ask You Andy? had told me that. The very, like, one of the um, Ask Andy's, you, like, came into an office, you sat down. I think it might have been, like, the first one you did on camera or something like that. Yeah. I'm forgetting the details. But um, you started talking to him, and he was like, ow, you're hurting my ears. <laughs> ow, you're yelling at me or something like that. I'm sure. And, I yeah, believe that. Like that. I probably have blocked out the trauma. Um, right. So what you're saying, though, is that somebody may have a similar outward uh, vocal track. Issue. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, okay. and I Fair also want to say that to me, hearing Timothy discuss another, mm -hmm. hearing Timothy discuss moving to another state isn't necessarily a red flag. It's only a red flag if she doesn't know about it. No, about Amber it. Exactly. doesn't know about it. And yeah, that's yeah, a surprise. Yeah. So, but because obviously this is leading to something big. Yeah. Totally. And by the way, because they are not I'm assuming there's a custody situation where, you know, he has full custody here. I think we just mentioned that. But right. basically, if you do that without letting the other person know, um, that's called kidnapping. And it's not the same type of kidnapping we're used to hearing, but it technically is kidnapping. So, you know, something to think about. But on September 6th, a few days later, Timothy was stopped at a driver's license checkpoint in Raleigh, Mississippi. During the stop, officers noticed a chemical smell coming from Timothy's car. They believe the chemicals were those used for making meth and synthetic marijuana. Now, obviously, police officers are going to know, probably trained in these types of smells and chemicals. Or not, and... but yeah. <laughs> yeah? What do you mean? Yeah, you well, mean like maybe they just don't know any better? Um, no, I mean that cops aren't necessarily... I'm making the oh. point of sometimes cops aren't necessarily the well, most well-trained yes, no, in I got every you. single thing, so... Sure, fair enough. You know, I'll go, is that marijuana in your car? You're like, uh -oh. no. And they're like, well, I'm going to search it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, they get and, people like... And then sometimes you hear about the stories where they plant it, you know? I hate that. Yeah, I hate exactly. That. I've been seeing a lot of that on TikTok recently, like officers and people that are planting evidence on otherwise innocent people. Uh, and I'm like... What is the fucking motivation of that? I just can't imagine what Because that is. it's, you know, we've talked about it before. It's getting the rates down and saying, I nabbed this perp without nabbed actually it, yeah. nabbing the perp mm. or even there being a perp to begin with. Anyway, oh, I digress. Oh, dear. Anyway. Well, in the car, officers also found bleach, blood, and what may have been bodily fluids. The well, office, that's a red flag. That's a huge red flag. Yes. Now we're now we can get into the red flag. Now we can get into it. Yes. The officers who conducted the checkpoint search ran Timothy's information and got a hit on the missing persons report filed by Amber three days prior. Timothy was arrested, obviously, and taken into custody on September eighth. While still in custody, Timothy confessed to detectives that he had killed his five children. God. According to Timothy, on the evening of August 28th, his six-year-old son Nathan had broken an electrical outlet. Timothy had become enraged and punished Nathan by forcing him to do strenuous exercises, quote, for a long time. Ugh, I hate this. Timothy claimed that he later found Nathan dead in his own bed. And horrible story here. I mean, you know, you hate to hear any kind of child abuse because, frankly, that's what this is. 
Um, but the torturing, you know, of strenuous exercise. It's like, what is this, North Korea? You hear about this shit in North Korea more than anywhere. The, the cases that always bother me the most, and obviously there have been some gruesome cases that we have covered that have been hard to say, but the cases that really bother me the most, I feel like, are the ones with the parents and the children. Like Andrea Yates back when we were kids. I think that was like oh, yeah. 2001. I've talked about that before when she drowned her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she pled insanity for whatever reason. But this, yeah. I just, it's so hard to just imagine somebody doing that. And what's things that pop out that don't seem typical is that he admitted to it, though. Yeah, like, that's that's interesting. So far, he's not trying to blame the wife. He's not trying to do anything. So far, he's admitting it. So that's that's something that's just kind of like an interesting thing that we don't normally get to see. And Apparently, after realizing what he'd done, Timothy claimed to have spent several hours deciding what to do. Here's the kicker. Eventually, he chose to strangle the other four children so that he could send them to heaven together, using air quotes. This is very reminiscent of Andrea Yates trying to protect her children. And this is... I mean, I I I don't know what to think about this because it's like, if you really think that you're doing a good thing then I could see you easily being convinced that this is a good thing. I know, from an outsider's perspective, from an outsider's perspective looking at this, this is insanity. Well, I would say, I was just going to say that, yeah, from a person with, I would say, typical mental health, you hear this and it's very bad mental health. It's, It's a mental illness. You think you're doing the right thing, but you're murdering your children. And I want to preface that going forward, some of these details are yes. pretty rough. So just FYI, Timothy needed to strangle his youngest two children with a belt because their necks were too small to crush with his hands. Ugh. He eventually then wrapped up all five children. Um, he then wrapped up all five of his children's bodies in plastic, put them in the car, and drove them all around the southeast, frequently playing his eldest daughter's Mira's favorite song and occasionally stopping to purchase synthetic marijuana. This is clearly like a psychotic break of some sort, I want to say. Like, he doesn't know what he did. I mean, to some extent, like, him admitting it up top, right, when he's held into custody, says to me that he knows he did something wrong. Clearly, when he killed his first kid, knew he did something wrong because he was debating it for hours. So this isn't something that I feel like he was necessarily trying to do. Premeditated or whatever, yeah. I don't know. This is what makes it a weird case. It's so weird. And I immediately am already going back to the conversation with Amber around the custody because she was like, yeah, he, you know, it's in the best interest that the kid go live, the kids go live with their dad. And I'm just thinking, what, if any red flags did she see? I mean, maybe we'll get into some of these details in a moment. But right now I'm just like, oh, if I'm her, I'm thinking, thinking, how could I have left? Yeah, left my kids with him. And what's interesting is that they were married for a solid, you know, nine years Mm -hmm. before they got divorced or whatever the the math turns out to be. I would think, hard to know, but I would think that she would spot some of these red flags. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You would hope so. But that's not her fault, by the way. No, 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 it's not. I'm just saying that she wouldn't have been so like, yeah, "Yeah, of course, it makes sense to give him custody if there was any hesitancy on her part about giving him custody. Now, during this time, Timothy researched countries that don't extradite suspects back to the United States and how to disintegrate bodies. After nine days, Timothy dumped the bodies on a hill in Alabama, and he led officers to the dump site where they found the bodies of all five children stored in trash bags. According Mm. to one of the officers who assisted with the crime scene investigation, quote, 
He left his kids out there in bags. They looked like garbage, end quote. So this just yeah, goes I'm to just show his level it. of depravity here. Mm-hmm. On September 10th, Timothy was charged with the murders of his children. On September 11th, Timothy's defense team waived an extradition hearing and was transported nine hours back to Lexington. A few days later, on the 14th, a memorial was held for his five children. And a few days after that, on the 17th, the media was allowed access to Timothy's arrest warrant, which stated he had a history of being treated for mental illness. Now, that tracks because this seems to he's know what he's doing, but he can't help it, and he doesn't, Mm -hmm. which would argue the premeditated thing isn't true. According to the documents, Timothy believed his children were going to kill him Chop him and f- chop him up and feed him to the dog. Okay, and so he does have a history of mental illness confirmed. But I also, I mean, maybe you you'll feel this way too because I feel like all of these shows we've done uh, across Martinis and murder and everything else, it's like when someone does something so heinous, a murder so heinous like this. Do they begin saying things like this so that they can get out of a trial and get out of a conviction because of well, the insanity plea? And that's why I don't, I, 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 I'm not quite sure how often like the insanity plea can or should be used. Yeah. It's hard to say because to me, like from where I'm sitting, like killing anybody is insane. <laughs> me so, too, I agree. So yeah. it's like if you're son of Sam, you know, like are you mm-hmm. insane? I know I by maybe clinical standards, but like, yes, in terms of morality clauses. So right. I don't know what the the precedent is here for that. But him kind of wavering on like, he's clearly given all the details. He's not trying to get out of it. Says to me that he's not a serial killer. He's not trying to kill for fun. Mm-hmm. But that also his level of like, well, what do I do next? I guess I should just kill all my four children then because that makes the most sense is a level of, I don't know what. It, like, irrationality like delusion yeah which and i guess even, is kind of insane and you just made me realize too you know him confessing could even be another sort of example of that like maybe he doesn't understand the consequences of his actions like does he understand that confessing equals you're gonna go to jail for probably I, ever it's unclear you know? because no one yeah. really knows ever what's going on in someone's mind i mean we can look at the Isn't, chemical reactions say, to things yeah. and we can we can look at how the brain responds to things chemically, but like, right. do we ever really know what they're thinking? I don't think that's possible. I think that's why we love true crime, isn't it? Because we want to try to like f- put our brains in the brain and of diagnose some of these it. Yeah, yeah, and diagnose yeah. it. Well, on September 25th, the defense team requested a gag order on the case. Roughly a week later, the order was granted, stating that the releasing the details of the case, including the relevant medical information, 911 tapes, and the autopsies of the children. Um, so that's good. So all this stuff is now released to the public yeah. or whatever. So now. This is granted. That's good. Exactly. The judge believed that allowing the public access to these details would prevent Timothy from receiving. A fair trial. So that's kind of Mm. why everything was wrapped up. On December 9th, 2015, Timothy finally appeared in a courtroom where the prosecution announced they would be seeking the death penalty. You know what else comes to mind? I'm just remembering is the Chris Watts case. How he put his kids and everybody in a well in an oil tub tub thing. Um, But you know these like family annihilators. It's like in a weird, sick way. Susan Cox Powell. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was thinking of that, too. You know, and there's so many others, too. But, you know, it just makes you wonder, like, of all the all the different murderers, serial killers or whatever, it's almost these like family annihilators that are the most fascinating to me because 
these are the people you are supposed to love the hardest, right? It's not just a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a coworker. That's why the children thing too. It yeah. just it'll yeah. always freak me out. Those it's get like, me the most shaken and disturbed. Me I think, too. Of all of them. Me too. Oh. Well, the tri- a trial date was not set until March of 2018. So that's actually kind of a long time. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that is, yeah, that actually is kind of a long time. Years, and if yeah. they're seeking the death penalty, I can only imagine, like, the amount of right. legality things that need to happen with this. So we'll see. Yeah. With the jury selection uh, set to begin in October of that year, in May of 2018, the defense team announced they that they plan to use a defense of not guilty due to mental disease or defect. In other Which words, makes, the insanity plea. It, it makes sense that well, yeah. if I was a defense attorney, this would be mine probably. Well, with a you know, he's a track record of mental illness. You know, there is precedent there then, and you know, admitted for him. to it. So right. it's not really a matter of finding if he's guilty or not. The question is, is kind of maybe how guilty or not mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. So now all these years go by, and in October, just one week before the trial was slated to begin, the presiding judge moved the trial date into 2019. Not sure what the reason is. Another year. Yeah. That's right. right. And then finally, during trial, the defense held that Timothy was deeply in the throes of his mental illness at the time of the murders, and that his sanity was damaged initially by his wife leaving him. And was further broken by his use of synthetic marijuana. Now, Darren, you partake, as they say. Not in synthetic. Not in synthetic, but I'm saying, like... Marijuana is natural. I mean, that's... that's, I don't know what synthetic marijuana (laughs) really is, so I don't want to even comment on (laughs) how it affects your brain state. Sure. Already, if something's natural and you're getting it synthetically, doesn't sound... If it's a drug, just doesn't sound right to me. Um, Obviously, mental state of his wife leaving him, for sure, could, like, cause him this... Cause him to, like, kill his children? I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know either. I mean, I don't know. I will say this, you know, like, obviously, I had a really bad breakup a couple of years ago, and I remember the way I felt. By the way, I'm not saying I was going out murdering anybody. No, but, but it like, definitely sends you to levels It's traumatizing. Yeah. It sends you to levels that you feel like the world is ending sometimes. Like, yeah. I've been there, too, when you're just yeah. like, how am I going to move past this? This is... Yeah. A whole world feels dead, you know, and I and I can imagine that. So I'm not trying to denigrate yeah. that or take that away, but I would feel that, and I don't want to use the wrong term here, but I would feel I like know. maybe the normal state of whatever anyone feels, mm-hmm. if you get broken up with, it's a pretty, I would hope it's a pretty big line of you being like, I'm sad that I broke up to like, let me kill that yeah. person and or things as a response. So you know what I mean? So, like, the Absolutely. level, I think his mental state was clearly bad before I was just going to say that. Yes. Yeah. So, when you add that layer to it, it's, like, a whole lot of It exacerbates of it, but it doesn't, yes, it's a symptom, not a cause. Yeah. In fact, one of his attorneys commented to the jury, quote, he's crazy. You can't rationalize crazy. But at the same time, he thought it was the right thing to do, end quote. Right. Yeah, if you really double down on this idea that he was doing the right thing, you know, when you're a jury... And even just, you know, Darren and you and I sitting here talking this out, it's like you can kind of understand why someone would do this. It doesn't make it right. doesn't make it, ju- you know, a great thing. But if you're trying to understand the human motive behind it, then or intent, rather, then it's a whole other thing. Well, however, yeah. the prosecution held firm in their assertion that Timothy knew what he was doing was wrong, stating, quote, the worst of the worst is knowing killing your babies is obscene, outrageous and absolutely morally unacceptable. Jones did that in a matter of seconds, end quote. Yeah. 
I, I mean, yeah, that is true. The defense it's presented... It's knowing that. That's the difference between being sane or not. Exactly. You know, it's knowing that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's right. The defense presented exceptionally compelling evidence to the jury, including one testimony from a psychiatrist stating Timothy knew right from wrong mm. and was not suffering from delusions, as I was just mentioning, while killing the children. You know, and then you have to wonder, like, okay, well, maybe he did know right from wrong most of the time. Could he have not understood it in this moment? A second thing, a phone call Timothy made from prison to his father. During the call, Timothy blamed his ex-wife Amber for the murders, stating, quote, if she'd been here, this wouldn't have happened. Now well, we're bordering into, now we're going into, he's now blaming I'm going other into people. A, and I'm going in a little bit less insanity and a little bit more like. <laughs> right. He knew. He yeah. wanted to do something to get back at her. Exactly. And the third being Timothy's taped confessions to the police about how he murdered each child. Because I think there's an assumption here that like if he, I don't know if like the assumption is that he would black out or like, you know, wouldn't have the same exact descriptions even. I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure what that is, but it's worth noting if nothing else. Well, the fact that he can do it in detail, yeah, it's not like yeah. he can't remember. And I think we're all wondering what Amber's thinking at this point. Timothy's ex-wife, Amber Kaiser, also took the stand to testify about the abuse she suffered throughout their marriage. And Amber testified that on numerous occasions, Timothy would spit in her face, headbutt her, slam uh. her head into things, and threaten to chop me up and feed me to pigs because they'd eat everything except for my teeth and no one would ever find me. Oh Which, God. side note, I actually heard that's true, that pigs will literally eat anything. So there was a I, show I've heard that I watched that once where they... I can't remember the show now, but they like fed a body to the pigs. But oh God. this also makes me question why Am I'm, no, I'm not blaming her. But this also makes me question of like the ease at the beginning of the story of her being yeah. okay to give him full custody. Because um, this is horrible too. Obviously, it's Timothy's fault. I'm just saying it does make me question some things. I agree. The trial, the trial was forced to halt almost every single day as jurors found the case to be incredibly yeah. emotionally taxing and needed to take breaks to cry. Oh yeah, my I God. bet. Cry breaks. On Exactly. On June 4th, 2019, Timothy was found guilty of the murders of all of his five children. The guilty verdict meant that Timothy was eligible to be sentenced to death for the murders. And on June 13th, the jury found that, that um, the jury that found him guilty voted unanimously to sentence Timothy to death. Hmm. One of the prosecuting attorneys later stated, quote, if this wasn't a case for the death penalty, we don't need a death penalty. We came to the conclusion, my God, this is just wickedness. Nothing compares with the murder of five kids. Who do those children have? That's us. Mm. Well, before sentencing, Amber Kaiser took the stand to ask the jury not to give Timothy the death penalty as she does not believe in putting anyone to death. I can agree with that. And quote, mm -hmm. she says, if I could personally rip his face off, I would. <laughs> I also agree with that. That's the mama bear in me. I do not wish on the Jones family what I felt losing my sons. He did not show my children mercy by any means, but my kids loved him. And if I'm speaking on behalf of my kids and not myself... That's what I would have to say. I'm not here for me. The mom in me wants him to feel everything that I feel, that my kids felt. Nothing justifies what you've done. Wow, how powerful That's a brave, yeah. amazing, powerful person because I'm not confident if anyone killed my kids, I would probably have the grace to be like, oh, I'd probably change my opinion on capital punishment. So I sort of <laughs> feel that. This is, I mean... According to one of the jurors, after, re after they reached a decision on the death penalty, they said a prayer for Timothy's family and for everyone who had been hurt by his violence. And according mm. to the same juror, the group had no second thoughts about sentencing Timothy to death, stating, it wasn't hard to do the right thing. It wasn't crazy. He was evil. Timothy showed no reaction whatsoever as the jury foreman, who struggled not to cry, 
read out the death sentence. Mm. It took the jury less than two hours to reach the verdict on the death penalty, which, if you consider a human life, yeah. is very short. Because there Timothy, were probably, what, five, six, seven, eight, eight counts to, to look through, you know, like the five murders, probably kidnapping. Yeah, God only knows abuse. what else. Yeah, yeah, abuse, right. So for two hours, that's not a lot of time for one charge, let alone five plus. Well, Timothy was scheduled to be executed in November of 2019. However, the case is currently in appeals. Nobody has been executed in the state of South, Ca South Carolina since 2011. And generally speaking, inmates spend many years on death row before their sentence is carried out, which is true. Mm. Um, and that's the case. A couple things come to mind in this last in these last couple of um, details here. The um, the one juror or the prosecuting attorney later saying, "Who do those children have? That's us." That's an interesting thing because, you know, yes, you want to be an attorney that focuses on justice, especially. But like, I just find it really interesting when people feel that they are embodying the voice or the the motivation of people who otherwise don't have that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I think it's, a, I don't want to say it's dangerous, but, you know, I feel like we should always take a very neutral and fact-based approach to everything and not appeal to every emotion that everyone in the courtroom may be feeling. And that's not to take away from the family that went through this horrible situation, but it is saying that, you know, and even the, um, the other juror, it wasn't hard to do the right thing. It wasn't crazy. He was evil. I mean, even that is sort of implying that the correct response to this is more death, you know? And I think Darren, you and I have always talked about the death yeah. penalty and how we just don't feel I like mean, emotionally. You know, I get it. Right? Yes, of but, course, emotionally. But and listen, if anyone's gonna go, this is a great case five for that. Fucking kids. Sure. Like, I'm not making a case that the guy should be free. It's just, but yeah. you're right. Like it is an interesting response of to combat death. We're gonna give more death. More death. Yeah. To this. I don't know. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is a really tragic case. I yeah, hope it is. Amber is somewhere finding healing peace because oh this God, was actually yeah. not that long ago and i just right. hope that she has peace because this is a tragic one and i really wonder what she thinks about timothy appealing because she said she didn't want him to have the death penalty but you know at the same time i'm sure she wants him to be put away forever so like of how course. is that gonna play out you know yeah. yeah well i mean i doubt he'd get any sort of appeal so if anything he should be in prison he should rot in prison forever yeah for sure i agree well let us know what you thought about today's Heartbreaking and tragic case. Eight at Jay Thrasher at Carpe Darren. I almost said eight. Jay Thrasher. Yeah, yeah I'm hungry, guys. Okay, I got dinner with a friend after this. Uh, at Carpe Darren at Jay Thrasher. You can hit us up on our Facebook group, or we will DM you back on Patreon if you are a Patreon subscriber. Darren, let's get to some some more fun, lighthearted moments of the show uh, with our listener I, shoutouts. I like this one a lot on Twitter. Abigail on Twitter tweeted us saying. <laughs> Thanks for the workout entertainment, along with a gif of SpongeBob creating a rainbow with his hands, revealing the word murder. Murder. How sweet. Uh, it was adorable. This one actually made me laugh out loud, and uh, <laughs> I thought that was great. I sometimes work out to, like, yeah. you know, the Economist podcast, so I appreciate <laughs> someone listening to us uh, as they work out. Thank you so much, the Abigail. The Economist, 
some people listen to Tr- Shaken and Disturbed. Some people listen to The Economist. We all, we've all we're all different people. Exactly. Um, Denise, our friend from Patreon, who was a featured guest on our show just a few weeks ago, commented on our most recent episode on Patreon, saying, "John, when you saw the ghost, because by the way, if you haven't listened to NMR on our Patreon, I saw a ghost. I explained it in detail. Go listen." Um, there's actually an update, and I'll get to that in another episode. But, John, when you saw the ghost, did the cat have any reaction? You can get back to me. A few moments later. She literally oh, wrote that. God, Denise is just a gem. Like, what Denise. a gem. Um, the cat, you, it's a great question, Denise. Thank you for that. Um, well, you're going to answer that in this week's NMR, in last week's NMR. That's rather. right. Like, a few yeah, days it's, ago, it's available. NMR, Go listen. It. Go, Go listen, listen to, to Thursday's NMR, and we've got all the answers. But, um, yeah, and thank you for listening. And, um, De- um, Denise, we hope to see you. A few moments later. Whenever that may be, you know. Uh, we hope to see you soon. And if you haven't already, you can be Denise <laughs> and be a few moments yeah. later. And sign up for our Patreon if you haven't yet. We're releasing exclusive videos, episodes, photos, where you won't get them anywhere else. So we do highly recommend you guys signing up. We always appreciate it. And of course, is it not, it's not only worth it, but you're helping us as independent creators keep the show that you love up and running. Yes, Darren, what so else can they do? You can rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts. Any uh, love, it's like a little tip in our jar. We always appreciate it, and uh, we we are forever grateful and thankful for you guys for doing. And it. of course, yes. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. And of course, this week's episode is brought to you by Megan Fierro. One of the greatest producers ever to live. There ever was. There ever was. And we're going to thank her right now. So one, two, three. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. We are going to add something to the soundboard. I was just going to say, we're going to have to do some kind of like commercial for the soundboard. That's like just what I was doing. Like a jingle or something. Like a little jingy. Yeah, a jingy. Ooh, (laughs) a a nice little jingy for Megan. A little jingy. I love Jengi. Um, all right, we love you guys. We hope all of that celebrate are having a wonderful Easter. If you've noticed, we are um, so good at this that we don't even stop for ho- major holidays. And it's Passover, too. Let's not forget about the Jewish right. people. Um, yep. And also, if you guys are don't normally listen to NMR, but you want to know how John and I are faring with Moon Knight, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Moonlight, and Survivor, listen to our NMR because we are finally getting into it, and it's juicy. It's juicy. juicy. And for anybody who may have procrastinated, don't forget that Monday, April 18th, which is tomorrow if you're listening to this when it drops, is tax day. That's right. It moved to the 18th. Don't have the IRS coming for you. You don't want that problem. You know what I'm saying? No, you do not. Check Um, up on your life insurance. You know. Always. Make sure no one's got any out on you that you aren't aware of. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.